Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I'm back with Abby Halberstadt, M is for mama. Uh, do you like having that little tag at the end of your name? It's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like Abby Halberstadt, CPA, Abby Halberstadt, <laughs> M is for mama. <laughs> I'll take it. It's what it's I so do much. all day. <laughs> I, I had a friend years and years ago and she, I think she actually has an Instagram page now, but Hers is called Some People Call Me Mom, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a fun, I, I love that cute. little title. Yeah, um, I love being called mom. You know, our, our audience, uh, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know one thing about us is that we struggled with infertility for a very, very long time. It took us 11 years oh, wow. to have our first daughter. And then it took us another five to have our second. We lost a few in between. And, and even in the midst of that, like that was so hard. And I can't even explain except that it was just God's supernatural, you know, love and compassion and peace and hope in my life that even though that was really hard, I mean, that was one one of, it's actually not the hardest thing I've ever been through, but it was by far one of the hardest things I've ever been through um, is just that desire. Like I so desperately wanted to be a mom. It was all mm-hmm. I ever wanted. I got engaged at 19, married right after I turned 20, thought, oh, well, wait a couple of years and we'll just have kids in our early twenties. And then that didn't happen. I didn't have kids until my early thirties. Mm. And, um, and that was hard, but in the midst of it, and, and I can even look back and I can see God's hand through all of those years and how he was growing me and the things that he was teaching me. And I could see his work in my life. And sometimes we have to take a step back in order to see the clear picture, right? When we're in the midst of it, it's really, really hard. Absolutely. To see. And and we're, you know, we ask that question, why God? Why? Why? Oh, why? Oh, why are you allowing me to go through this thing? But trusting the Lord and knowing that he has a good plan in all of it. And I don't say that flippantly, Abby. I love how uh, just honest and transparent you are in that, you know what? We go through hard things and we don't make light of it. It's not like we're saying, oh, you know what? It's okay if your kid has cancer. It's okay if you're going through a divorce. It's okay if, you know, something, some horrible tragedy has happened to you. Just delight in that. You know, Mm. that is not reality, right? We can't do that. But having our perspective where the Lord wants us to be and trusting Him, even when it seems impossible, um, is, is our only hope. As we talked about, we talked about that in the last part of, of yesterday's episode. Um, and so I want to talk, one of the chapters in your book, um, it's actually, hold on, I think it's chapter five, is called Fear is a Liar. Um, so I want to talk about that for just a second. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor again, CTC Math. I know that's kind of a weird <laughs> twist right there in the conversation. <laughs> but maybe math is really hard for you. And if you don't like math, like I don't like math and it's hard, have CTC Math teach it for you. You can visit them online at ctcmath.com and try them out for free. Um, so let's talk about this. Fear is a liar. And that's because Satan is a liar. Um, and so talk, talk through, what is that chapter about? It's about this concept that I hear so often. I would like to homeschool. I would like to have another kid. I would like to travel. I would like to, um, you know, get married because not everybody that follows me is already married or has kids. Um, I would like to start writing. I would like to, but I'm scared. I, I don't know what, how I would do that. And we've already talked about the fact that most of the time when we surrender ourselves to the Lord, it's not us doing it anyway. You know, it's the Lord doing it through us. But people are like, oh, well, that sounds very spiritual. What does that even mean? (laughs) I think what it means is doing the next right thing he has opened the door and pushed you through to do. 
Mm. and trusting that he will equip you as you are doing it. So the whole chapter highlights heroes of the faith who are actually not very heroic. Moses like tried to get out of going to Pharaoh so many times, you know, and the Lord just kept saying, you know what, I'm going to give you Aaron. Or, or I'm going to give you the words, or let me give you this staff that's going to turn into it, but you're still going. I think yeah. the Lord is kind. I, I think of an example, which is a really funny, interesting, like quirky example from the Bible. But Samuel is told to go anoint David, and he doesn't want to do it because he knows that Saul is going to kill him if he does. The Lord does not say, go anyway, and I will protect you. I think he could have. But the Lord is kind to meet us where we are in our fear. And instead, he says, go say you're offering a sacrifice and then offer a sacrifice. Like, I'm going to give you a plausible reason to be there and then do what I told you to do. So the Lord meets us. He comes to Joshua and says, do not fear, like three separate times. We're told not to fear more than 350 times in Scripture, and it's so hard not to do. But there's this yeah. quote I use from Corey Ten Boom in there that um, I might botch, but I'll try to get as close to possible. But it's basically the only safe place to be is in the center of God's will. Yeah. And yet she was able to say that while she had spent time in a concentration camp and her sister had died there and her father had been arrested and died while he was in waiting to be interned, basically. Other family members had died. And yet she considered that place that God had put her there to be his will and that she was safe there and that she, the most dangerous thing to do was to say, I'm too scared. I won't and strike out on her own. And yeah. it's so counterintuitive, and yet it's so scriptural because the Bible tells us God's ways are not our ways. Man's wisdom is foolishness to God, and that yeah. we are, you know, we are vessels in His hands to be shaped and to be used by Him. Um, now we can make ourselves stiff and unyielding, but the Lord's purposes will still be accomplished. Yeah. I love that you talk about Corey Ten Boom. She is my hero through and through. I cannot wait to meet her in heaven. And I I love The Hiding Place. I recently read her book, Tramp for the Lord. And as earlier, we were talking about perspective. What's so interesting about that book, um, and it's so funny that she uses the word tramp because nowadays it has a little bit of a different meaning. A little bit different, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But so so (laughs) I I almost wish they would change the title of it, but they can't because it is what it is. Anyway, I highly recommend, if you've read The Hiding Place, read this book, Tramp for the Lord, because it is so powerful. And what it is, is it's her ministry after the war and her going out around the the world. I mean, she traveled the world mm-hmm. to tell of God's goodness and faithfulness. And it was her, she was at that point, of course, removed from the concentration camp. She was removed from all of the things that had so deeply hurt her physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every way, but she had held so tight to the Lord. Mm. And so, and she just exudes the love of Christ. And she's like, but I have to go tell people. Yeah. I have to tell everyone and anyone who will listen. Yeah. And it's such a fantastic book. It is, it is one of my new favorite books. I can't believe it took me so long to read it, but it's I so powerful. I haven't read powerful. it either. I need to. Oh, you've got to read this book. It's so good. And, and it's cool because it's exactly what we're talking about, is hard is not the same thing as bad. Mm. The concentration camp for her was hard. I oh, mean, goodness, it was yeah. hard. It was impossible. Yes. The things that she and Betsy and all the other prisoners and her family, the things that they went through, th- that is the definition of hard, the yes. hardest of hard. Yeah. But she was able to step back years later 
and say, but let me go tell you about God's goodness mm-hmm. in the midst of the hardest thing I could ever endure. Yeah. And even the death of her sister, which she praises God for. I mean, like, it's just an incredible story. And so so I love that. I mean, you, you're talking my language, sister. Um, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back. And I want to talk in this last few minutes about homeschooling, because of course we are homeschoolers and, and about sometimes homeschooling is really, really hard. And how yep. do we navigate through that? So we'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Abby. Let's talk about homeschooling. Um, Homeschooling is really hard. And you talked about fear in the first part of today's episode and how oftentimes we don't do things because we're fearful of it. And that is, I think, one of the number one reasons why moms choose not to homeschool is because they're afraid. They're afraid they're going to mess it up. They're afraid they're not well enough equipped. They're afraid that they don't have the education that's necessary. Mm -hmm. They're not patient enough. They're not all the things that they think all the other homeschool moms are. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Little do they know, every homeschool mom falls into that same basket. Talk to that mama who's just like, I really want to homeschool and I can't because I'm afraid or I am homeschooling, but this is so hard. I don't know if I can keep going. So I think the thing that I would tell you first and foremost is that that seed of conviction in your heart absolutely will bear fruit, but I cannot tell you when, and I cannot tell you how, but I can guarantee you that probably when you're least expecting it or least looking for it, you will start to notice, kind of like we were talking about in our um, other episode about infants, like you're coming out of a fog, you're having a season of ease. And then let me tell you, the Lord may plunge you right back into a season of hard, because very rarely does He put us through hard, bring us out. There's actually, I'm, I'm, going to get the reference wrong, but there's um, a reference in Peter, I believe, where it talks about like that he does that. He takes us through seasons of heart and then he builds us back up again only to take us through the heart again because mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you do with, um, I'm certainly no blacksmith, but where they do several rounds of this curing process for metal. And again, if you are a blacksmith, you're going to be like, you're using the wrong terms and that's not <laughs> how we do it. But it's this idea of whacking at the metal, bathing it, whacking it some more, bathing it, heating it up, you know, until you finally get it refined. Mm -hmm. The refining often doesn't feel good, but what he's producing is beautiful. And sometimes that's what you have to hang on to. Also, I will encourage you on those really hard days that while you're hanging on to what the Lord is forming in you and saying like, this is worth it, you also probably need to give yourself grace and go out in the sunshine. And let your kids run around in the yard or play a board game. Like you're not messing up by giving your kids opportunities to just live life. So, so much of the fear we experience in failure is that we won't match up to public school standards, which I hope not. 
but I, I know, I know they mean, I didn't mean to be snarky there, but I know they mean like the state standards sure. of reading by this age, fluent in this by this. Da, da. And we're like, oh my goodness, my kids don't, oh, what do we, uh, uh, uh. and we, we lose sight of the fact that so many of those kids in those grades are not reaching those things either. And they're just getting left behind or they're not getting spoken yeah. to. And we have this incredible privilege to slow down, yeah. take a deep breath and say, what do I actually have to be afraid of? The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And if I have a child who loves being with his family, can read, loves literature, can count, um, can make French toast, I've succeeded. Like, you know, those are some life skills and some basic skills, and we can go from there. There's always a thing to add, but we don't have to add everything. Right, right. Yeah, it's that going back to that whole comparison thing. is that we're always wanting to compare ourselves to, you know, sometimes it's the public school system, but most of the time it's other homeschool mamas um, who we just feel like they have it all right. No, definitely not. And um, I think we, we have a very complicated view of homeschooling right now. I think Charlotte Mason is wonderful in many ways, but I've seen some moms go, not just the Charlotte Mason route, but just the really complicated route. Everything has to be just so and um, I, I'm just, the older I get and the more I homeschool, the more I'm right. simplicity and meeting those kids where they need to be met, even if yeah. it doesn't match like a style of homeschooling. Right, right, right. Yep. Well, we are about out of time. What is one last bit of encouragement that you can give to our audience? So I know I'm mostly talking to mamas, not completely, but parents mostly. in general, mostly, yeah. but parents And I would just tell you that regardless of how fearful, regardless of how hard, regardless of how inadequate, all the things that kind of bombard us and would make us think somebody else would probably be better at this, you are the right person for the job. Mm. Not because you are worthy and enough and all of that kind of meaningless drivel that the world throws at us, but because the Lord chose you for these children. And that means more than any other skill or certificate or degree ever could. So keep on keeping on because you are going the right direction because the Lord has put you on that path. Oh, I love that you say the Lord chose us for our children. I tell my girls that all the time. And I often just pr- pray and thank the Lord, you know, thank you for choosing me to be yeah, their mom. Exactly. I mean, truly, it is such a blessing. It's such a joy. Um, and it is such a privilege to be able to be a mother. Yes. And I think that's something important to pray, even when we don't feel it. Like the Lord can change our feelings, but being obedient to say, thank you for this good gift of children is so key. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the subtitle of your book. It's called Hard is Not the Same Thing as Bad, The Perspective Shift That Could Completely Change the Way You Mother. And pray, pray that the Holy Spirit would change your perspective if you Mm. have a wrong perspective because he will. He is faithful Mm -hmm. to do those things. So Abby, thank you for being with us this week. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you once again. Tell people again one more time where they can find out more about you. Sure. Yeah. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at M is for mama or on Instagram at m.is.for.mama. Got to get all those periods in there. I'm (laughs) on my blog, which has over 600 blog posts and resources at um, msformama.net. And I also have a podcast with the same name. Okay. Sounds great. We'll link that in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for listening this week. I know that this has been an encouragement to you. Go do the hard thing and pray your way through it and help your friends. Encourage your friends. Encourage them by, by passing this book and this podcast along to them and just say, hey, you need to listen to this. It will encourage you. We would love to encourage you in any way that we can. You can always feel free to send us an email at podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. 
www.sarahmcdonald.com. We love hearing from you and you can find everything that we do at our website, schoolhouserock.com, including our super cool swag. We have a store there with some cool stuff um, and that's a great way to support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Stay tuned to the very end to hear what's coming up next week on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. We'll see you back here then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. Everybody has a worldview. And so this is something that applies to everyone who's listening and everyone who's not listening, because we've all got one. We need a worldview to get us through every day, because a worldview is the decision-making filter that every one of us has. The question isn't, do you have a worldview? It's what worldview do you have? because there are many different worldviews that you could possess, many different worldviews that people do possess. So a biblical worldview is just one of those options that lie before us. But a biblical worldview essentially is one that says, every decision I make, I'm going to filter through my knowledge and understanding and interpretation of what the Bible says, because the Bible is absolute moral truth. The Bible is God's guide for us of how to live a successful, thriving life.